17, 2014, Staten Island, New York, a man by the name of Eric Gardner was accused of selling loose cigarettes on the street. And after he was approached by the New York City police, He was later put in a chokehold. And he was only in this chokehold for uh, what they believed to be from 15 to 19 seconds. But he could be heard audibly on the video saying 11 times, I can't breathe. And after Daniel. Patello let him go. They say that he lied there for seven minutes waiting on the ambulance to come. And once the ambulance arrived, there was no CPR done. Because they said it would be improper to do CPR on somebody who's still breathing. Though he stated audibly 11 times, I can't breathe. They still let him lie there, grasping for air. While he lost consciousness and eventually lost his life, it seemed that America awakened to its consciousness. Because all over the country there were protests being held and people wearing shirts that said, I can't breathe. And it seemed that for a moment that America was coming to uh, realize a reality that had long been true. That African Americans in this country have long been unable to breathe. It's long been true since Selma. It was true in Montgomery. It was true in Little Rock. It was true with Philando Castile. It was true with Sandra Bland. It was true with Albert Sterling. It was true with Trayvon Martin that we have long been unable. It was true in mass incarceration. African Americans have been beat down and choked, strangled by racism and bigotry. Discrimination has caused us as a people to begin to choke ourselves. People began to criticize the movement of Black Lives Matter because they say that more of you die at the hands of another black man than the hands of somebody else as if to justify them strangling us. And they say that how can you get mad at us for strangling you and just strangling us? Yeah, and so I submit to you that it's systematic. And, uh, what they've been trying to do and attempt to do is get you to the point where you think you're breathing, but you're not. Living on borrowed oxygen. Living on borrowed air. But they make us think we're free. So, 
the struggle to breathe for us as a people continues. But I submit to you today that there's a greater enemy. There's a greater struggle. While I identify with us as a people, that there's a greater enemy that is doing a better job of choking the believer. Yeah, I know that there's rights that we're still fighting for, equality, and those things that we're fighting for as African Americans, but the rights have been won for us already as believers. But as believers, we still seem to be struggling and grasping for air as if God is not who he said he is. We find ourselves in Exodus chapter 6 where God has made some promises to Moses. He tells Moses that I have a land that I have set aside for my people that I'm going to bring them into as an inheritance. I'm going to give them this land that's flowing with milk and honey. I told Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that I would give it to them, but I'm going to bless you to see the manifestation of the promise. Yeah, that word promise in the Hebrew simply means to make an announcement. Yeah, and some of us don't know how to get excited about an announcement. Yeah, all God says is, I'm going to do it. And just at the announcement of it, we ought to get excited. Yeah, yeah because we know that God is not short in all of his word. And God uh, will watch over his word to make sure that it performs what it's supposed to perform and accomplishes what it's supposed to accomplish. We understand that if God said it, then that settles it. There's no need to debate. There's no need to argue. There's no need to go back and forth. When you stand on the truth, that's all that you need. Yeah, and so God says, I have an announcement to make. Yeah, you're looking at me like you don't understand what it means when God makes an announcement. Because we've been in church for so long that we feel like, yeah, if God makes an announcement, then we can't say what God is doing because the devil somehow, someway might be able to stop or deny or delay what God is doing. But I come with a new understanding and a new revelation for all of the devils and all of his imps that there ain't nothing you can do to stop what God is doing in my life. And I wish I had just one somebody that would stop saying that garbage that it don't matter how much he opposes you. It don't matter how much he comes against you. There ain't nothing he can do to stop what God is doing. Don't give him that much credit. Yeah, if you remember back when God was handing out the sentences after that woman and Adam had eaten of the fruit. He tells the devil what his plan is. He said, this woman is going to have a seed and her seed is going to bruise your head and you're going to bruise his heel. He told him from the beginning what I was going to do and see what the devil thought. He said, well, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll kill all the babies. I'll start doing stuff in order to stop what God is doing. But how many of you know that in him trying to stop it, God used what he was doing to bring it to pass? Bless somebody that what looks like is going to stop you. God's going to turn it and take it and make it work for your good. As a matter of fact, every storm, every trial, every tribulation is working together for your good. I wish I had somebody talk back to me. If you understand that all 
didn't stop when God announces. God stepped out and sent an angel to a virgin. And all the angel said is, I have an announcement to make. Yeah, that the earth needs to get ready for her king. And Mary, you found favor amongst women. God's going to send you somebody that's going to reign on the throne, somebody that's going to be uh, have the government on his shoulders. God's going to use you. And Mary said, how can this be? Yeah, yeah. Saying, I know not a man. And, uh, the angel says that the power of the Holy Spirit shall come upon you and you shall conceive. And at that moment, Mary began to celebrate just at the announcement. Yeah. I hadn't seen the manifestation. I'm just shouting off the beat. see the manifestation is because we can't appreciate the announcement. Yeah, he announced a long time ago that by my stripes you are. Yeah, you know the announcement, but can you celebrate before the manifestation? Yeah, it don't matter uh, what the devil does. Yeah, let me just take a moment and bring this revelation out that it didn't even matter that it didn't make good common birth sense. How a virgin gonna give birth because once God makes an announcement, his announcement can defy the laws of nature. His announcement don't have to ask for permission. Once he makes the declaration, it's done. Mm. So, in verse 8, God says, I got some promises. And he makes an announcement and watch how he signs that thing. He says, I am the Lord. That might not mean nothing to nobody else in here. But I need you to understand what his signature means. That means that what I just said prior to this signature, I'm going to do regardless of what you encounter. You remember when he brought Israel out? He said, I am the one who brought you through the wilderness. I'm the one that fed you in the wilderness. I'm the one that caused your shoes not to wear. I'm the one that fed you with manna in the morning and quail in the evening. I am the one that brought you through the Red Sea on dry ground. I am the one who made the water stand up on both sides. I'm the one who made the water flow from the rock. I am. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Me, yeah. <laughs> Watching over you all of this time. And it wasn't nothing that the devil could do to prevent me from working. So he gives this promise to Moses. Yeah. Pastor Moses now has the responsibility of taking what God has promised back to the people. Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes it's difficult yeah, to relay the message that God has given you to the people. Yeah, because the people sometimes can be fickle. And when people don't see the immediate manifestation, they get discouraged. Yeah, what I found about people is that they faint in the meantime. What the meantime is, that's that time between God's promise and the manifestation. And so I ask you, what are you doing in the meantime? I know what God said to you, and I know what you're expecting, but what are you doing? Got to be careful in the meantime not to become weary. Got to be careful in the meantime not to become bitter. Got to be careful in the meantime because he's already made the announcement. Yeah, but what are you doing between the announcement and the manifestation? You got to wait with hope and patience. Look at somebody telling you, you got to hope and be patient. 
you be in good health. So he understands. He's not fighting you. He's fighting the promise. And so Moses has to relay this message. And in the process of him relaying the message, the Bible says literally that they could not hear him because of anguish of spirit. That word anguish means to be shot. That word spirit is the Greek or the Hebrew word ruah. And it means literally the breath of God. So literally what he's saying is of all the promises that God made, they couldn't hear him because they couldn't breathe. It don't matter what you said, God, I can't hear you. All I want is my next breath. And you're sitting there looking at me like you ain't never been through nothing that took the breath out of you. There's some of us sitting here right now going through some things that you're struggling to breathe. Need you to understand why you might have your natural breath. Notice that he says the breath of God. They had that natural breath. They had oxygen, but they did not have the spirit. temptation without the spirit. I wish I had time to prove it to you. That Jesus said to the disciples that they ought to pray. He said, this is how you pray. Our Father which are in heaven, hallowed be our name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us a day, our day, our day, our day. Give us our day, our day. Give us our day. Lead us not. Watch what he says. Lead us not into temptation. That's what he said. But notice that the first thing that the Holy Ghost did to him is lead him into temptation. The very first thing that the Holy Ghost did to Jesus was lead him to be tempted. But yet he tells us to pray that he leads you not into temptation. Well, Pastor, can you explain that to me? Because I'm a little bit confused. I'm glad that you're here this morning. The reason that he said that you have to don't go into temptation is because the Holy Spirit was not given yet. The Holy Spirit guarantees you victory. The Holy Spirit guarantees that no matter the stronghold, no matter the chokehold, I can still breathe. No matter what comes my way, no matter if things are collapsing in, I can still breathe. your natural breath. But you done lost your hope and your trust in God. Talk back to me. Yeah, yeah, you got your natural breath. You have your natural breath. But the enemy has been fighting you so hard that he's knocked your spiritual breath out of you. You don't want to hear nothing nobody got to say because God hadn't fulfilled his promises. Well, that's what's happened to you in the meantime. You got so used to not having anything that you ain't expecting anything. I've come this morning with a simple message that the Lord sent me to tell you to do one thing. I need you to understand that the enemy is after your breath. In order to take your breath away, it's going to cause things to happen so that you struggle 
to catch your breath. Have you ever been short of breath? Amen. Can't do nothing until you gather yourself. Catch your breath. The first thing that happens when you realize that your wind is cut is panic. My Lord. The enemy is trying to use your panic to get you to fear. He knows that God didn't give you the spirit of fear. And so he's coming to introduce panic to you so that you will begin to fear. I know that God promised that he would heal me, but the doctor said my situation is getting worse. So every time you go to the doctor, you panic and feel like I can. The breathing process is a little bit more difficult and complex than we think. When you look at the breathing process and how this thing takes place, it gives you a greater appreciation for who God is. Yeah, because you inhale and exhale. But as you're inhaling, you're taking in oxygen. As you're exhaling, you're breathing out carbon dioxide. That might not mean nothing to the average mind, but if you look a little closer, you'll find that uh, the trees and the plants give off oxygen that we need to live. And we give out the carbon dioxide that they need to live. Yeah, God is so smart. Yeah, that, that in his infinite wisdom, he designed it to where we could sustain ourselves by just breathing. Yeah, but the deeper revelation is that God uses the unseen thing yeah, to control the seen thing. So what the enemy wants to do by causing you to continue to inhale poison and exhale bad stuff is he wants to get you to start doubting God. Yeah, look at somebody and tell him he's coming after your faith. Yeah, because he knows one thing that it's impossible to please God without faith. He knows that without your faith you'll never see the promises. He knows that without your faith you'll never get your healing. He knows that without your faith you'll never get what God has for you. He's coming after you. Thirdly, yeah, he wants to cut your oxygen so that you faint. Fainting occurs because not enough oxygen can get to the brain. I need you to understand that he's not necessarily worried about cutting the air to you at the at one moment. But he's more so concerned with taking you out over time. Yeah, you still think you're breathing because you're Check the check. Wow. 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 
God with me, six now. You didn't know what you was going to do. Because you had more bills than money. Thank God payday rolled around. Because you were just about to lose your When that check hits the red deposit, you can
souls don't fall with the lifting of hands. Walls fall at the Shabbat praise. The Shabbat praise is a shouting. And so the church is made up of a good mixture of people that lift their hands and some of us shouting and we say, you know, it don't take all that. They might not take that for you. He deserves 
There were times they needed rain. The people would call him. He said, why y'all always call me when you want rain? And they said, because every time you and your tribe dance, it rain. And if you tell us your secret, we won't bother you. He said, oh, it's simple. We just dance. Yeah. 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 Yeah.